When Jonas Haile was imprisoned in Eritrea for his faith in Jesus, a verse from 1 Peter 5 came to mind. A major theme of the book of 1 Peter is suffering for God's kingdom. So this book means a lot to Jonas, a church leader from the African nation of Eritrea. When he was imprisoned for his faith, he thought of 1 Peter 5, which encourages leaders or shepherds to be faithful. It says, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. That particular verse became especially encouraging to Jonas right there in prison. The Lord told me, you got the crown because of this persecution. I just feel not only something like I got sound, I heard sound, and uh, I feel, I never even feel before or after that happiness. I got happiness. And the Lord told me, this is the real, just like blessing to you. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and I am in the studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma today with Jonas Haile. Jonas is a Christian from the country of Eritrea, and we will talk a little bit about Eritrea, about the situation for Christians there. He is also a pastor. He's also a worship leader. He's also a filmmaker. Uh, so he has a very eclectic uh, ministry experience Jonas, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Voice. In 2002, you made a movie mm -hmm. to share the gospel. Yeah. The movie was called The Only Solution. The Only Solution for, for Eritrea, Eritrea is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. What? What made you decide to make a movie? Because obviously at this point, the government is already persecuting Christians. Yeah. And yet you want to make a movie... It seems like that was painting a target on you. I just think like I have a vision, I have a dream to change the country as they are thinking to to change the country. And the same time, I have a vision to change the country. Still now I'm working that. So I just try to make part of one change to the people, the movie. So I try to write people, listen, the only way truly God, truly leader is Gospel. And Jonas, I know one of your fellow actors in the movie was Helen Berhane, yes. who also has been our guest yes. here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Yes. If you're interested, for our listeners who are maybe interested in that interview, yeah. vomradio.net, just search for Eritrea or search for Helen. You'll find that interview. So you made this movie to share the gospel all over Eritrea. The government is opposing the church. So what did the government think of your movie? The government, they, they were shocked with the movie because they were not expect just to release that movie because they are not allowing to any kind of movements like movie, music, something, if they are not, uh, if we are not going to be make sounds or something. So when we released the movie, they were shocked really. And the, the movie just like 
got the presidential office something they checked every every place something so they were trying to find us and uh, <laughs> helen so they were trying to find you to arrest you because yeah, but, this, this movie they yeah, were not happy about because of this it. movie and they even before the movie, they knew me because I was just a, a famous singer, a popular singer on the country. So they knew my song something. After that, just follow the movie. So even Helen, she was just preaching on the street something. She's very strong woman of God. Then when we work that movie and the releasing the movie, so that time just, you know, they tried to find me. But I was in prison that time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Did they ever realize, wait, we already have him? <laughs> After a while, maybe more than one year or something, they just got me in some places and they were trying to be give me like for three years or four, four years, something like to put somewhere. And uh, after that, just got opened the door, Angeles and Angeles, and just like I escaped from prison. Tell me that story. How, how did that happen that you were able to literally... Uh, I think of the book of Acts and, yeah. and Peter, you were yeah. able to walk out prison. of the prison. Yeah, It's not easy to explain, but just the all leaders and those who watching us, they were watching the movie by that time moments. They were really like attracting with the movie something and they were one place. So I just asked the one who just like watching us, just I need like, I got some letter from that. So can I go, just can you give me like two two minutes something? And he just allowed me to go somewhere to minute one block or two block. And I just tried to escape the first border, second border, fourth border. Then I just like stay in some place, two days, three days. Then I just wear the military service, uh, what do you call dresses. Uh-huh. I Uniform. just say hi, yeah, something, salam, something, something. Then I just kept three <laughs> walks, three days, just I walk to Sudan. From Sawa Military Service, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have been arrested 18 times. Yeah. So you've had many opportunities to experience God in the midst of persecution. Yeah. Tell me about the first time you were arrested. Were were you nervous? Were you afraid? Or did you have that joy even from the very first time? Yeah, first time was hard to explain because I was just, I was in uh, military places. So they say just like, please stop this thing, something to do, preach something. And I just like, they got me when they, uh, we praying like five, six people, just I was preaching something. So they just like arrest me in kind of like cross something, something. So I really, I just like fear or something got fear. So after that, just like, I just like got bolded with the Holy Spirit, I feel the Holy Spirit, something, and God told me just preach and preach and preach. So that time, two, three times, four times, then different places in different mm, leaders, they just put me to container something. So so you never felt no afraid? No, no. After one, two, three times, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but the very first time, yeah, did, did was, you feel afraid that yeah, time? Yeah, because... You know, you don't know them, what they are doing, what they are thinking, something. They are very hard to explain them. So first time, yeah, I was thinking, so what they going to do for me, something. So how did you overcome that fear? I just pray, 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 pray. Then I just got boldness, yeah. 
So even in the midst of jail, in the midst of arrest, God gave you that boldness yeah, to be able to keep of, sharing. You know, yeah, most of the time, just you, you become like, like your life, something. Prison or out prison, something. Had you, had you thought about that ahead of time? Had you made an effort to kind of think through, okay, if they arrest me, here's what I'm going to do? Or was it just something that God allowed you to work through sort of on the spur of the moment? Yeah, you know what? Just like you try the best to be wise something but the same time you just give your life once even when whether they are in the military service or outside something suddenly they just came and they just arrest you anytime even they send government send them or something or in the military service something so you already always for the persecution and for the prison something is that something that the church in Eritrea does is is really has a conscious process of getting people ready to be persecuted? Yeah. How do they do that? You know, it's 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 hard to explain, but just like, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we heard what they think, like what they do, something over us, something. So we just like make ready ourselves, something, yeah. yeah. Just spiritually Mentally, think about, kind of count the cost ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Jonas Haile. He is an Eritrean Christian and pastor and worship leader. Jonas, during one of your imprisonments, you were three days in what what you call the helicopter position. Your, yeah. your arms are tied yeah. behind your back, yeah. and then they're tied to your feet, yeah. which your knees bent, so you're laying flat on your tummy yeah. with your arms back and yeah. your feet tied up. Three days, no food, no water, no, yeah. left in that yeah. position. yeah. How did, how did God minister to you during that time? Yeah, that was the worst time in my life, and that was the the really, I got temptation from the you know the the, not like, God's idea was like you know the darkness kingdom something, but really like you know you remember Peter when he was prison something just he said just like those who suffering. In the Lord, they got holy girls, happiness, something. So while I was in arrest, like helicopter, something, I was just feeling happy. For some reason, I just feel happy. And I got power day and night. I got power. I was outside. I was in something, darkness, something. Even they put me like milk and something because just something to mix my face or something, something with the milk. But I was just happy. I don't know from where that just I know from Holy Spirit I was happy. Could could the guards or the the yeah. did, did they know that? I mean could they tell, wow, we've got this guy tied up, you know, trussed like a chicken and here he is happy. Yeah. Because after 3 days the commander I told him, you know about bloodshed. You guys just like fight and fight for 30 years and just like you give your blood. That's the precious thing for you. And uh, for me, blood of Jesus is the most precious thing. So how can I change my Christianity and my faith movements? And he say, this guy, I want to kill him. This guy just kick him out from <laughs> my, my face, something just like go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them, they just, sometimes they ask me, what do you have? What, what do you have, you guys? Just why you are bolded and what do you have inside? We don't have nothing. We have only Jesus. So they just appreciate and amazed 
we have boldness something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reminded again of the book of Acts where yeah. you know, it says that Acts, yeah. the Sanhedrin realized that they were uneducated yeah. men, but they had been with Jesus. Yeah, they It, it sounds like they saw they that same difference yes. in you. Yes, they were bolded, yeah. What, what is the blessing of being in prison? Because you've talked about you're in prison and you're happy. Mm. What are the blessings that you have found yeah, the in first, prison? The first time the Lord told me, you got heavenly blessing like crown. He told me, the Lord. He just brought from the book of uh, First Peter. The Peter says like, those who suffer in the Lord, they got a crown from the Lord, something. The Lord told me, while I was in three days prison, he told me, you got the crown because of this persecution. I just feel not only something like I got sound, I heard sound, and uh, I feel, I never even feel before or after that happiness. I just got power and just, I was in just like just like my hand and my everything just like tight. It was raining. It mixed <laughs> my face with milk, <laughs> with something, what they call trash or something. Uh-huh. They just put me to the trash. Like I just like my face. You can't even like who who am I? You don't know. But just I just feel one of my friend was me with me. So I got happiness, and the Lord told me this is. The real, just like blessing to you. What What is the fellowship like? Because you mentioned you had a friend with you. Yeah. What is the fellowship like among believers when you're in that situation, when you're in prison together? How is the fellowship? Yeah, we were happy each other. And uh, <laughs> hey, hey, man, this is a great time for you because you are uh, attempting with from, the, you know, because of the Lord. So that's, that's, the great time for us because maybe we couldn't find another time something kind of that persecution. You've had the chance, even in prison, to lead other people to Christ. Yeah. Uh, tell me some of the stories of, of yeah. those you have been able to reach with the gospel, Yeah. even in the midst of persecution. Yeah, especially this time because people, they don't have hope in my country. They see for 27 years, just they see everything just like government nothing to do nothing to change they say always we have hope 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 but nothing change so leaders and influential politician leaders they just talk to me still now uh, my focus is just on them so to change the only hope to only the situation to change the go- the country is god it goes back to the title of your movie the the only solution is the gospel, the gospel so yeah. uh that's that's still the message we're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Jonas Haile. He is an Eritrean Christian and worship leader there. Jonas, you were forced to flee from the country of Eritrea. Your wife and your children did not flee with you. In fact, they're still there. And yeah. it's been so, so long. Yeah, 15 years. Tell me about the challenges of now 15 years you living in one country, your family back in Eritrea. Yeah, I've been through uh, so many challenges. Uh, it's not easy, but generally I see God's grace upon me and God's grace upon them. Uh, they are very strong. They are very 
positive thinkers always. My wife, she's so strong. They are okay. They are fine in the school, everything, spiritual movement, something. They are okay. And God protects them still now. They are fine. My son, uh, he is now 17 years old. He's in Sawa military service now, last month. And my daughter, the she's the same in place that the you same were place, held. The same place, yeah. Thus, <laughs> <laughs> everyone must be passed uh -huh. when he got 17 something years old. So, my wife, she's very strong. They are fine. He is in the Lord, my son now. And my daughter, she's in the Lord. They are ministering even to the kids' ministry, something, children. So, I see God's presence all my life. How often can you communicate with them? Last last week something yeah okay. we we talk uh, with my wife and my daughter my son is he's in he's in service yeah he's in the service so I could I couldn't find him maybe for more than two years two months something how has your wife been able to stay strong all this time naturally she's very strong naturally and I see God's grace upon her and sometimes yeah we encourage each other something and she believe in the Lord yeah. That's what I believe. That's what I see in her life, yeah. Well, we want to ask our listeners to pray that, that you can see them soon and mm -hmm. be reunited together. You know, we saw the headlines this year that Ethiopia and Eritrea, now peace, yeah. uh, the two government leaders meeting together, shaking hands, smiling. Yeah. What does that mean for Christians in Eritrea? Does, does it mean anything? For yeah, Christians in Eritrea. Yeah, yeah, not only for Christians in Eritrea. The Christians in Eritrea are the most like uh, they are not accepting what they are doing. They are simply, I can say, fake relationship. But the prime minister is really, he has good heart. He is trying to change and uh, it's really changed the government, especially in freedom, something. They change the parts, they change the free the freedom with different ways now they are okay 75 percent something i know they have a lot of different challenges ethiopia but they have okay but in eritrea nothing change the prisoners still there the economic issues still there nothing change the government nothing change so for people of not only for the christians even for the people of eritrea they especially now it's good for us because world and the uh, people they know how things they were saying we have conflict with Ethiopia but now we, we have peace but nothing changed mm -hmm. they are not out from prison so the especially now they knew Eritrean people how cheaters in the government in our country so any any faith that they had in the government is fading because they thought oh once we have peace with Ethiopia, then everything will be fine. Yeah. But it's not fine. Not fine. And the number I've heard now, 300 Christians in prison in Eritrea, is that yeah. pretty accurate? It's more than 2,000. Currently? Yeah. So 2,000 Christians currently in prison in Eritrea. Yeah, yeah. Even even more, 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 and more, and more, and more, and more. Still? Yeah. Are they arresting more people all the time? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Even last last. Three four months, they were wow. they were they just arresting. And one of the great challenges with regard to Eritrea is nobody ever gets charged with a crime. They don't have a trial. They just sort of disappear. Yeah. 
And you don't know how long they'll be gone or when they'll come out or where you they are? Know. You don't know. Not in age, not in months. <laughs> Something. <laughs> they just put you once. If you got a chance like me, just you can scap. Not just you can stay there. How do you deal with the uncertainty as as a prisoner? When you, when you get arrested and you don't know, I might be here for 10 years, yeah. I might go home tomorrow. Yeah. How do you deal with that uncertainty? It's not easy, especially when I'm putting my shoes to their shoes. It's not easy. I mean, you know, even one day it's not easy to stay in the prison because it's not like respectful prison something. It's kind of when the cold time is very cold, the container or something, when the hot, the most, they put you in the hot weather area, something desert, something. So mm-hmm. I can't even explain. It's very hard. But I know they are still alive, God's grace upon them. I just pray all the time about them. Mm-hmm. Even if we can have one minute, we're going to pray for them with you. Yes. Well, that that's a great segue because we always want to equip our listeners to pray. I'm going to ask you, Jonas, how do we pray for Christians in Eritrea as a whole? How, how can we pray for them? Uh, the most thing right now, Media. Media is, social media is the most powerful now. As I see, I reach so many people from my country, from my people. They just following me on my media, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and other uh, media, something. So that's the most thing, like, you know, just we are reaching people. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Jonas Haile. He is an Eritrean Christian and worship leader and pastor. Jonas, let's talk about Christians in prison, because you have been there. How do we pray for our Eritrean brothers and sisters who are right now in prison? And you said 3,000, around 3,000 people currently in prison in Eritrea. How do we pray for them? Sometimes, you know, just like uh, uh, we already gathering and we have a program, something we pray for them. Sometimes we got people like inside something, we just like encourage them with different ways. Sometimes we just like tell to their family, encourage them, something to their kids, children, something. With different ways we are praying for them, we are helping them, we are encouraging them. But, you know, most things like God, His presence everywhere. So we are praying in front of God just to Right, what what we are doing now? We are praying now. We are talking about them. So we are. This is a prayer kind uh-huh. of prayer. Yeah. And I think of the fact that you have experienced joy in the midst of persecution. That can be one of our prayers for them. That that even right now, while we're talking about them, while we're hearing about them, that they can experience that joy of the Lord. We also want to pray for the country as a whole, for, for yeah, the please. government leaders there. Yeah. Help us. How can we pray for Eritrea as mm. a nation? As I say, you know, what we are doing this morning oh, in the community, we have to pray for the nation. And uh, most of the time, you know, just we have to talk to people, the situation of Eritrea. Not only prayer, we have to talk about the situation for the diplomats, governments, different people on media, on different things. So that's a prayer for me to talk and to pray, Mm -hmm. to talk and to pray, yeah. Uh, And I want to encourage our listeners, this week after you listen to this conversation with Jonas, 
talk about Eritrea with a Christian friend and pray together for yes. the country of Eritrea. Yes. Spread yes. your knowledge, spread your heart for yeah. our brothers and sisters there, uh, and encourage them and, and pray with them yes. so that we can get more people to pray. Yes. Eritrea has been in the news this year, maybe more than in yeah. the last 20 years right. because of the yeah. peace process. Yes. But we still need more Christians to pray for that yes, nation and yes, to pray for the people yes, there. We still need, yeah, yeah. Jonas, it is a great honor to have you Thank here you. on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. And uh, we pray for you and mm-hmm. your ministry. We mm-hmm, pray for please. your family, yeah. that God will protect them and Amen. reunite you soon. And we pray for the country of Amen. Eritrea. Amen. It's been our blessing to have Jonas Haile on Voice of the Martyrs Radio this week. And as always, if you're just joining us, you can hear this whole conversation again at vomradio.net. We'll also connect you there to our various podcast streams if you want to listen via the podcast. And uh, I hope you'll be back with us next week as we continue to talk about what God is doing around the world and how you can pray for brothers and sisters facing persecution. You've been listening to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.